It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I am uh, making a mental note. I need to get my uh, need to get headphones. This is driving me crazy. We'll do it. We'll do it later. I, I can do it right now. It's just me. Just me. Uh, it's a good Tuesday. Uh, Monday after a Sunday where you got basketball on both days, and you got football on Saturday, and we head quickly into. Game six mode, and then some more NFL and some more college football, and then a big week here in Lincoln, Nebraska, as uh, the Buckeyes from the Ohio State University show up in all their their glory and magnificence, and we should bow down and curl up in the fetal position and hope not to 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 take it too poorly, uh, not to take too bad of a beat down, or you could do the other thing, which is stand up and. Fight. Get together and fight. That's game plan, game prep, and fight. Make a mess of it and send them home distraught and questioning themselves. We'll figure out what direction we're going to go into. Uh, I do want to thank you folks for, in advance, your contributions to the show. Dive in firmly. 402-464-5685. Uh, that's the Sarda Hammond text line and the Honda Lincoln hotline. You can call or text in. Either way, hit me with the what's up, DP, and uh, we'll have a conversation. But that's how conversations start and good to go. And you can follow uh, the video stream from Sarda Hammond. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Chat rooms are open. Nick will monitor the chat rooms to make sure we're responding to you guys and that you're not left alone in our house. It's not the plan. It's not what we want to do. I wanted to jump quickly into um as I'm as as I'm want to do uh, is to jump in and find out what the other folks are doing. Which gives you some idea about prep and circumstance and kind of where you stand and so I popped on to the Ryan Day uh press conference uh to get some insight as to what uh, is going on with the Buckeyes and how they feel after Penn State and how they feel currently coming in to, to, to Lincoln. And there are a couple of things that jumped out at me. So I wanted to share them, and I'll take your takes on them. Nick, if you would, please, what's first? Well, I've uh, you know watched the film, and, and you know this is a very good team. Um, you know The way that they've played, first off, statistically ranking on, in both sides of the ball, um, they're very good. I think they're 27th in the country, and um scoring are they um you know they've played team up north tough they played oklahoma tough they played michigan state tough um and and so i i've just been very impressed with them and and think they're doing a great job so just like any other game in in the big 10 especially when you go on the road um this is going to be a battle and um you know it, it is truly like march madness right now if you win you move on and we have to look at every game that way i mean this is it's quite a run we're on. We knew that two weeks ago when we started it, but uh, but this is a very very good Nebraska team that we have to be ready for. And 
you know, I don't care what the record says. I mean, I, I watch the film, and then they're good, and they have good coaches. So uh, we got to have a great week of practice. Hmm. Nick, what else you got? This one is how does he make the guys get up for this game because they had an emotional game against Penn State, mm. so now this is an 11 a.m. game. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you just talk to them about it, and you show them the film, and, and these guys are, are sharp. Like you said, they haven't lost a game by, I think it's more than eight points. So these guys are very good, and um, you can look at the, the record if you want, or you can watch the film and, and realize what you got here. Um, but they need to understand that it is March Madness, and so – you watch across the country week in and week out. You know, a lot of things have happened this year. And so we can't let that happen to us. We can't have any regrets. And the only way to do that is to focus on right now and not be distracted. If you start looking ahead, if you start worrying about tomorrow, that's where you get distracted. And we've got to stay disciplined in that area. Okay, Coach. Ryan Day, Ohio State University. Again, this is today, this morning, as they prepare for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. What else you got, Nick? Is Ryan Day surprised that Scott Frost hasn't turned it around yet? Well, again, I, I think they're they're very close. I, I think that when you look at the way they played this year, they played played strong and um, and they have a good team. And you know, uh, you know, I don't I don't you know follow them that closely, but I just watch the film and I can tell you they they have good coaches and, and they're playing well and uh, they've come up short on some of these games, but but I know they're very dangerous. Hmm. Okay. All right, and then. From the other side, let's hear from let's hear from the OC. Let's hear from Matt Lubick. This is Matt Lubick on the second quarter incomplete pass to Toure. Yeah, that that was a tough one on the long pass that he was open. Um, he was the first one to say that he he could he could have made the catch. I think it was a little bit of the sun, and he kind of lost it a second, uh, and but he, he could have laid out. You know, but I think he did. He said he lost it for a second, and then the and then the biggest thing too, though, is we got we got to hit. We got to get and Adrian to be the first guy to say this too. We got to give him a catchable ball. You know, when you have a guy beat by three yards, we got to give him a more catchable ball. So it was it was a combination. But Samari should make that catch, and uh, and we got to give him a little better ball. Okay. Couple of things. Couple of things. One, I mean, you know, Todd, you know, this is this is we're not surprised. This is what coaches say. This is this is some of what what is put out there. But I'm asking you guys. I'm asking you guys what you heard. What you heard from that. Because (laughs) does does that sound the same to you? Does does that press conference sound like it was a directive rather than an excuse podium? What I gathered from Ryan Day was that you, by listening to him, you couldn't tell that they are a one-loss team, mm. that they are a, a championship-caliber team. Mm. That's what I gathered from it. He's all along. He said, "This is our March Madness. We have to win to go forward. Like we can't do anything else. We have to win." He makes the mission clear. Right, we have to win. Like this is week to week for them. We have to win. This is March Madness. Win in advance, lose and go home. Right? So, hmm. Okay. So I asked this question on, on Twitter, so I need to ask this now. And, Nick, you can give me your impression on this one because this is this, – it actually made my head hurt a little bit to okay. put, put this together. Um, 
So there appears to be a vortex, whether an actual vortex or a mythical vortex, that exists over in a bubble over Lincoln, Nebraska, that does not exist in Columbus, Ohio. So what I want to know is what is this mythical vortex and why does what things is it allowing into Columbus, Ohio that it does not it simply will not allow into Lincoln, Nebraska? What so Columbus is not a, a hub hub, right? It's not, no. right? Right? No. Okay. So in theory, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in theory you, everything that you can do in Columbus, Ohio, at that university, in that football program, can be done at the University of Nebraska. You would think so. Okay. Okay. So, being that they now appear to be in two entirely different universes, what is happening here that is not happening there and I mean beyond the base level wins and losses, right? Because wins and losses, every coach player will tell you wins and losses is an accumulation of your actions before you participate in the game. So I would ask, what is what is it that Columbus, Ohio does that Lincoln, Nebraska doesn't? And I know people will want to say, well, if you spread it out a little bit, it's got more talent in in the area, but I thought the I thought Lincoln, Nebraska, within the bubble, is a recruiting masterpiece, right? Like that's why you spend two hundred million dollars on facilities mm-hmm. so you can recruit. This is why you have, you know, millions of dollars in recruiting, right? Um, you you pay extra extra millions and millions for coaches to develop. You pay fans pay a lot, right? Mm-hmm. A lot. So that you have nice things, and you got a nice area, a nice campus, nice living facilities, nice weight room, right? You did weights longer and better than anybody. Mm-hmm. So what is it that, that currently is allowed into Columbus, Ohio, that is not allowed into Lincoln, Nebraska? Well, I'll say this before I, I get to my answer, is that it, the thought a couple years ago, even when the same staff was here, was get guys on campus, and they fall in love with Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case anymore, hmm. and that that's interesting. And that could be that's a whole rabbit hole that we don't need to dive into. Oh, we could, we could, we, we could, we absolutely could. But that's not what you asked uh, necessarily. Uh. But I wanted to mention that since we were talking about recruiting. Okay, the, the, on the surface level, without diving diving super deep into it, I think it comes down to developing. Look at the, I mean, look at all the people that, um, or all the guys that Ohio State and and you look at other powerhouse programs, quote unquote powerhouse programs are putting into the NFL and, and moving on to a, a bigger um, bigger game, mm-hmm. the NFL. Then you look at Nebraska, and their their draft numbers aren't as impressive. Why? That's where it goes back down to what I just said, the surface-level answer of development, development, coaching. And and once you have that and build, build a, a – not culture, that's not the right word that I'm trying to use, but a culture or a um, baseline of this is the standard – then guys start to buy in. You find success. Mm-hmm. You develop guys. They get into the league, and then younger guys. It's a it's a recurring cycle. It feels I, like. I'll I'll ask you and the listeners this. 
Does recruiting matter if there's no development? Does development matter if there's no if the recruiting's not good? So if you're misfiring on who you're recruiting, mm-hmm. you can't develop them once you get here. Yes. And if you if 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 you you can't develop them when they're here, they're not going to come, or they're going to yes. get here and they're not going to stay. Well, and an interesting thing that I just just now thought about when you said that is I don't know if you remember correctly at the, at the beginning of the F- Scott Frost tenure, this staff made it a point to say we're not worried about the stars, we're not worried about the the ranking of recruits because we feel like we can develop them. Well, when you look back now at this three and a half years that this staff has been here, one of the biggest slights to them as coaches is the lack of ability to develop players. We we will go through. I want to jump on to. Of the starter Hammond text line to read some of the Scott says, of course, he says beat Ohio State. I agree with you. Uh, Brian T., I will address you later in the show, <laughs> kind sir. Faisal um, says, uh, every coach in the Big Ten is hoping Frost comes back. And I do not disagree with that. Um, DP, you sound a little down on dumps today. No, no, just it was weighing on my I, I hate when I don't have an answer to a question I'm about to ask. Generally, if I ask a question, I've got an answer to it already. Mm-hmm. But in this particular case, I'm not sure that I do, and so I need your help. Um, that's why I'm asking. Um, some said bad coaching. Um, another text says not can be done, has been done here before. Jake says quality coaching, and that's it. Uh, Brett says communication failure, and he says, I mean, what's up, DP? It's a communication error between coaches and players. Appreciate you, Brett. See, that's what's up. Um, <laughs> getting it right. And there's something to that, and I want to ask a little more, because, Brett, I would ask you then what communication mm-hmm. about what things, because I think that's another piece to the, another bit of the yarn closer to the sweater. Uh, also from the text line, the standard of excellence is much different at Ohio State, at Ohio than Nebraska. Simple as that. Just like us keeping Frost around if he went to five. Wouldn't happen anywhere else. Standard of excellence, big facts. Question for you, this to, to direct to that text. What would happen to Ohio State's coach if he lost five if he only won five games in a year? There you go. There's your answer. I, I didn't need to answer that. There, 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 there's your answer. Because it's clear across the board. There, there's your answer. Yeah. Right? Alabama losing five games? <laughs> if they lost – I didn't say win five games. I said if Alabama lost five games, they fire coaches. Uh, also from the text line, uh, you need both, uh, but you can develop less talent. Um, no. You can elevate less talent. You can develop it. But developing it to the level that you need to to be elite, uh, I'm not sure. Um, Ohio State also from the text line. This is not me, so don't don't freak out. From the text line, Ohio State is a well-oiled machine, and Nebraska is a broken down jalopy. I don't think it's broken down. I just think it. The, you, you haven't fixed the, the 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 janky wire, and you haven't gotten the pebble out of the tire. And every now and then, you put a little bad juice in the in the in the car. Right. Um, every now and then, the, the driver gets distracted. Uh, every now and then, the kids in the back are a little louder than the kids in the front. Right. It becomes a distraction. You wobble a little bit. And the other thing with this car here in Nebraska is, I, I'll say it once again: it's GPS ain't working. Either it's not on or ain't working. What's that one thing? It's called flex. It's like flex seal or yeah. something. You're just putting yeah. flex seal trying to cover yeah. the problem yeah. but not yeah. fixing it. Yeah. Like okay, you, you know, like we'll spray over it. This is like you spray painting mm-hmm. your hair black and then wondering how it shows up and how people know that it's not really black hair. 
Um, <laughs> development over recruiting Steve Ferentz, Fleck, and Chris. Yeah. Um, it's that thing that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Um, and that's a statement of truth. But if you can get talent to work hard, that should be the ideal. In the words of the legend uh, – Head coach Jimmy Johnson, it's about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. That is a statement of absolute truth. Um, person who spells Kobe with a Y says, are you telling me you don't think they develop anybody on defense? Yeah, they develop people, but – okay, I'll ask this question about mm-hmm. this defense. How many all-conference defenders are on this team? How many all-American players are on this team? How many conference champions are on this team? But that's my point. And I'll even say this, because this was kind of a point I made earlier in the season when the defense really was showing how strong they are, is this defense, it doesn't have one guy that's an NFL-type player, like an NFL caliber. They don't have, they're not surrounded by by five or six NFL-type players. They mesh and they gel playing together. And, three and that's f- how this defense is. Three, four, five deep. Yeah, this that's how this defense is Three, four, five playing deep. Well. I mean, you look, Ohio State was running number one picks, top five picks, mm-hmm. Three years in a row at defensive end <laughs> and got three quarterbacks yeah. it drafted into the league and kicked out a future Heisman winner. Like, th- 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 there's a difference. There, I'm just pointing out there's a different universe, and I don't understand why that exists. Hey, DP. Um, also, these kids lost a year of development due to the pandemic. Everybody lost a year of, de- year of de- development. It's not affecting them that way. Everybody lost a year of development. Some programs actually said they gained a year of development during a pandemic because they had more focus. They had the players isolated to themselves and could actually uh, spend time in, on the film study. And, and what are they, you doing when nobody's watching? Yeah, like a character. That, that is the definition of it. So the good teams, great teams even, figured out how to get better during the pandemic, and other teams made an excuse for it. <laughs> why they wouldn't get better in the pandemic. Uh What's up, DP? I don't think Frost was completely ready for this job. I think one or two more years at UCF, then Lincoln Frost is clearly learning as he goes. Yeah, he's learning. He's definitely learning. Um, yeah, that's an interesting Husker 52. Thank you. That's a, that's, that's a very thoughtful one that we could probably come back to. So, Nick, remind me to come back to that we'll later. We'll do. Because I do want to ask that question in a different way later. Uh, standards. Nebraska says, says in air quotes, we have high standards, but ultimately you only have the standards you display. Accepting mediocrity and worse shows standards aren't high enough if we don't make changes. That's a gospel statement right there. Seth, that's a gospel statement right there. I'll read it again. That's really good. Nebraska says we have high standards, but ultimately you only have the standards you display. Accepting mediocrity and worse shows standards aren't high enough if we don't make changes. It's what you allow and what you accept. Uh, deal. That's good. Uh, assistant coaches, uh, definition and uh, rail, <laughs> definition and accountability. Thanks, Doug. Um, yeah, I mean – it was a part of what Ryan Day said today. He said that, you know what, you have to be accountable, and I have to hold my players accountable to a higher standard. I have to hold my uh, assistant my assistant coaches to a higher standard. And if we're not working at an 80% efficiency and at a championship level, and we know what those numbers are and what they mean, that he holds them accountable for it. And I know I can tell you where that came from. That came from Urban Meyer. 
Urban Meyer in Utah would give it, and and somewhere in my in my files, I have his championship list of coaching and the things that you have to work at and what efficiency level you have to work at. And he would challenge his coaches. So imagine every day at practice that each coach competed against every other coach. And if your group performed worse, you had the most work to do immediately. Right? That you couldn't be outplayed. Like the receivers couldn't out, out, be outperformed by the defensive backs. Offensive line couldn't be outperformed by deep. Why? And then they held them accountable. And if you can't elevate that level to be successful and to beat our own, then how are you going to beat the others? And I'll, I'll, I'll repeat that. If you are a defensive lineman from Nebraska and you were busting your tail every day to defeat Nebraska's pipeline, does that mean that you are prepared to face Ohio State's offensive line on Saturday. If you're the defensive backs and you're covering this receivers group, does that mean you're prepared to face Ohio State's receivers on Saturday? So that accountability thing, working from a championship level, is important, it's vital, it's absolutely necessary. And I'm just going to say this. To listen to two of Ryan Day's press conferences, man, they talk about this like it's everything. Look, we got to do better, and we will. And then they go out and measure, and he'll come back the following week and go, "We were, well, we worked at 83% of fish, offensive efficiency. Uh, that's not good enough to, to be a championship team. That's good enough to be a good Big Ten team. That's not enough to be a championship team. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now, tell, tell me when the last time those words were issued here. But statement of truth. Brian T says, what's up, DP? The Marine in me tells, feels the necessary killer mentality is missing from the football program in general. Urgency. 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 That the mission is so important that not only do you elevate yourself, but you elevate your brother for your brother. Like you make him better. You demand he's better because you don't want him dead. You don't want him lost. And you can't be the reason why he gets lost. And there's, look, there's something to it. Like, look, I mean, you know, people say it's code speak. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, 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 folks have figured it out. Cincinnati's figured it out. That's not exactly a recruiting hub. That's certainly not a, a, a blue blood program. And every year some team pops up and gets up inside the top ten. So to tell me that Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina and those teams can find a way and figure it out through de- recruiting, development, uh, resources, uh, leadership, et cetera, that they can find their way in the top ten and tell me that Nebraska can't is a lie. It's not only untrue, it's a lie. Like, it's a purposeful lie. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, about development, how does Wandell have better stats at Kentucky than Nebraska? <laughs> is Kentucky developing slash using him better than us? Yes. Would you like to know the stats? Yeah. Because I pulled those up when mm-hmm. I saw the text. Mm-hmm. So in terms of receiving, Wandale has more catches. At, he has 58 catches at Kentucky this year, 51 last year mm-hmm. at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. This is the kicker. Mm-hmm. 
Last season, or for freshman year, 88 rushing attempts in 2019, 46 mm-hmm. last season, mm-hmm. six this season. Mm. Hmm. So what that tells me is if you have a cheetah, pretty magnificent creature, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Very, very, very definitive skill set, right? We understand the terrain it can run on. We understand the distance it can run on. We understand high, you know, how it gets to high speed, how it breaks down at from that mm-hmm. speed. Then there's, hmm, there's a dolphin. Fantastic creatures, amazing creature, <laughs> athletic. Can I ask him to do the same thing? No. No, I cannot. No, I cannot. You better know what you got so you know how to use it. And I was just going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, that's assessing talent and knowing how to use it I, like, to know, the best of your ability. You know, you, you we can go through. You know, we can go through. Um, again, there's tons of it. There's tons of it. One more. Scott says, what's up, DP? Is the biggest difference consistency, consistency of coaches, so on and so forth? I can't think of much else besides saying a coach is bad. Consistency of work, consistency of message, mission, purpose. Message, mission, purpose. Like, I can't work, I can't say that national championship is the mission if I don't put in national championship work. Right? And I also can't say that I got a pack of lions. I got kings of the jungle, but what I really have are furry kitties who who are sitting on the couch waiting to be fed. Similar in in makeup, but not quite the same. (laughs) The message has to be in how you direct from day to day is the standard that you will allow. So it's consistency and standard and, and GPS. So where we are, how we're going to get there, and then what's the mission once we finish. Like all that stuff is in play. And consistency is a big part of it because the GPS will tell you, wait a minute, you said you were going straight. It appears that you're veering left. Well, no, I'm still going straight. I'm just going straight left. Okay, well, that's not what you said. That's not what you said. This says, you look, you know, you said you need to be, you should be there in two hours. By doing this, it says now it's going to be two hours and 45 minutes. Are you sure this is what you want to be doing? And this is what you say to players when they're, you know what, on a Saturday night, hey, listen, uh, you said you want to beat Ohio State, but did you go home, rest, recover, handle your business, get into film study? Did you look at what you did wrong, and then did you look at who you're playing against? Or did you reevaluate yourself? Or did you reassess yourself? Or did you work on the thing that will make you better next week? And if the answer is not yes, then you, there's no consistency, there's no direction, there's no purpose. Does everybody know you're going straight left? Yep. That message better be loud because the GPS will tell you. It appears that you're headed towards three wins. You can either change it or you can accept the ride. We'll throw the break. More. What's up? We'll come back. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.